it's made me realize that I've got so much more control over everything in my life anyway. Because the moment that many of us become aware that maybe the life that we have isn't what we necessarily want, we can go back and go, well, how did I get here in the first place? And you just mentioned um, a lot of us, we aren't necessarily taught how to create the life that we want or be the person that we want to be. But what we are actually taught is the framework of how to do that. Hey, mate, I'm Coach Mitch, and welcome to the Unbreakable Man podcast. It's my goal to help you achieve excellent results in the area of your health and physical fitness, your career or business, your relationships, and in your own personal passions. This is going to be your one-stop shop if you are the kind of man who wants to achieve his fullest potential in life. And the only way to do that is by becoming unbreakable. Hey guys, welcome to the Unbreakable Man podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Lachlan Stewart, who's up in Brisbane in Queensland, and he runs the Man That Can project. How are you today, Lockie? Mitch, I'm going very well. I'm pumped to be on here. And uh, straight after this, I'm going to dive into some training. Awesome. Awesome. What is uh, what is on the agenda after this, Lockie? Some interval running. So we got uh, a pyramid repeat sets which is 200 400 600 800 and back down and then i think it's a repeat of two to three times of that so it's going to be pretty pretty spicy i'd imagine yeah okay okay so is that like you're sprinting through those intervals yeah so it's all at a percentage based off um sort of a 10k pace so it's not 100 flat out but it will be um i can't even remember what the pacing is with certain rest periods throughout it so it still will be challenging but not soul destroying yeah okay okay cool that's good we don't want to lose our soul in this <laughs> no no yeah, Do yeah. That once a week not every day nice nice uh, and what is the what's the motivation for this what are we motivation with? yeah is training for spartan race so i did the david goggins challenge two weeks ago which was awesome fun and i also had a dabble in the spartan race i think it was in october so i'm going back for more yeah Wicked. No, I've uh, I've done one Spartan before, and I've, I do the Raw Challenge quite a bit, which is just kind of a a more fun version of the Spartan. I think a little bit less serious. Yeah, I've seen that. That's the one that's on the drive when you go into the Gold Coast one, right? The Raw setup is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good that's a good fun day out with uh with your mates. Can you just hire that place, or what's the what's the deal there? I don't see why not. You know, I think that if you uh, if you're able to speak to the event organizer, and uh, I know a guy who knows him well. Um, perhaps you could set your own thing up there for sure. Yeah, it'd be fun for a morning out there, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously you run a program for men up in Brisbane, the Man That Can Project. What is the, what's the ethos behind that, man? No, we're just trying to build better men. For me, I grew up with this idea of success, and I think you could definitely relate to that, Mitch, where a lot of success for men comes through having status, fame or money you know just being there because i grew up believing that should i achieve that every other area of my life will take care of itself i'll be fit and healthy i'll have you know my pick of the litter with the ladies uh, and i just have no dramas whatsoever and i pursued that throughout my younger later teens and early 20s and it was fortunate enough to go play rugby overseas which was my you know my dream to be a professional athlete and i realized that regardless of how good I was at the chosen thing, what I thought success was, if I wasn't working on myself along the way, I was just going to take that baggage with me. So I moved overseas and prior to moving overseas, while I was working hard, 
I was very jealous. I was very insecure. I was confused and angry. And while that disappeared for maybe two to three months when I first moved, moved overseas, it started creeping back. So I realized that even successful men, and doesn't matter what field, still have work to do in order to be the best husbands, to be the best partners, to love who they are as an individual and have a great quality of life. And I really wanted to show men all around the world that, you know, success is important. Defining it is what's really important and understanding that there's more than one single or I guess singular focus to achieving that. So we personally focus on the physical fitness, mental fitness and gratitude. Mm, Okay. So do you find that when you work with guys, you work with a lot of those dudes who perhaps have achieved success in those areas or who are really are really uh, focused on achieving success in those areas, but perhaps experience some emptiness in that pursuit? Is that what you definitely to work with? Definitely. I, I feel, and myself included, and I'm not definitely not coming from this saying I'm perfect. I'm definitely aware of it. But when we focus on anything wholeheartedly, and Mitch, you might experience it with your business, right? When you're launching something, you feel like all your time, energy, and focus has to go onto this one thing. And as a result, you're sacrificing time, energy, and focus in other areas. Now, in the short term, that's fine, or depending on what the goal outcome is. But for example, you might have a young family. You Obviously, we all have physical health. That can take the back foot. And it's why we see so many successful people who are extremely overweight or so many successful people whose families are leaving them and breaking down because they forget, hey, I need to look up and smell the roses for a minute. Yes, I can succeed in whatever area this is, but these other areas need need time and they need focus. And for me, I look at that as like daily deposits, Mitch. So regardless of time, it's the intention behind what am I giving to the other areas of my life that are important to me. Mm. Yeah, 100%, man. And that, I guess that goes back to what you were saying before about you know defining success because you might have all the money in the world or a, a super successful business, but you know, if you know, your, your marriage breaks down and you don't get to see your kids as much, or you just, you're going through that whole process, then, you know, that, that dream that you thought this was going to be like, you know, it just doesn't match up, does it? You know, or no, if no. you're, again, you're really successful financially, you're in the business world, but your health is, you know, absolutely destroyed. You're overweight or you've got high blood pressure and you're have to have all this medical attention or whatever it is, then it's like, well, am I really successful? Did I really achieve becoming the person that I wanted to be? Definitely. And that's what, look, I don't feel anyone is ever going to be perfect with that. I feel like, you know, life's a bunch of seasons. So is what our priorities are, what our focuses may be. And, you know, I'm at the more aware you become with all of this sort of stuff, Mitch, and this goes out to anyone listening as well the more aware that, you know, there will come times. And if you're a business owner, for example, there will be times where the season is you have to go all in on your business, which means you need to be aware that these other areas won't get as much time and won't get as much attention as maybe you would like to give them. And as a result of that, they could fall a little bit behind. Now, if we're talking about relationships, you need to be mindful to have the conversations before you go all in on your business to say to your, you know, whether it's your partner or your children or your mate or whatever it, or whoever it may be is that, hey, look, business for the next 90 days or whatever it looks like, I have to go all in because of X, Y, and Z, which means my time with you may take a hit or I may be stressed or I may be feeling run down. I want you to know it's not personal. I love you and I value our friendship. 
but this is my time. Once we get to this point, I would love to, you know, take you on a holiday or, you know, make it up to you by giving more time to you than I would my business. And that's what really is the seasons of life. We see people do it with their fitness. We see people do it with, once again, their relationships. When they get into a fresh new relationship, they just become smitten by it, right? And they give all their time and, you know, they're sending text messages, et cetera. So I think when you can be mindful of that, you can then look at the other areas that are important and go, look, this is going to take a hit. This is going to take a hit. This is going to take a hit. This is what I am comfortable, I guess, losing here or, or, uh, you know, if it's not moving forward, it's regressing. I'll regress to this point, but once it hits there, that's when I've got to ease up and really start putting more focus in that area. Mm. I think that is a a problem that a lot of guys find themselves in, you know, regardless of how successful you are. You know, there's, we're not, if all we had to do was stay in great shape, then we'd probably be in great shape, you know, but we've got, at least half a dozen pretty serious hats that we've got to wear on a, and, and flip between on a fairly consistent basis. What do you think is it is that, that causes guys to fail to recognize that? My belief is a lot of us are aware of it. We just put our heads in the sand about it. Many of us know we're unhappy. Many of us know when we're feeling confused. Many of us know those things. But rather than addressing it, we continue to try and sort of grind ahead to achieve what we think we want or what the world's telling us we want, which is career progression, which is the next promotion. And what we need to, or where the challenge comes is going, okay, well, if these things are really important to me, how can I learn to start saying no to other things so I can spend more time doing the things I love? And, you know, I had a client this morning, a client, uh, his best mates just found out he's got cancer, so he's terminally ill. And they obviously had a phone call about it, but then his mate sent him a heap of text messages last night. And my client said, hey, have a read of these. I just want you to to see what it's like for someone who's knocking on death's door. And I was like, mate, I've read enough books about it. I've had enough people die and I read through it and this guy was sharing the, the most incredible things around what he feels important to them. And some of them you mentioned, right? Physical health, spending time with loved ones. And I've recently read a book, Mitch, called uh, The Five Truths of the Dying, where they go through the top five things from feedback from people who are on death's door. And many of us are aware around what we think is important, yet we still focus on the money. We still focus on trying to impress other people. So the challenge comes how do we detach from trying to be something for everyone else or have the status, have the recognition, have the money to be more authentic with who we truly are. And and that's a big challenge because I was talking to my business partner about this a moment ago and I'm like, okay, well, one solution, we could all move to the middle of Australia and start living in tribes again and growing our own food and you know, everyone has their role in in the tribe, etc. You'd have meaning and connection. Life would be pretty simple. But then most people would never do that because you're giving up so many other great things that add value to people's lives. Okay, so there's always going to be this opportunity cost. And I think most of us are aware of that. We're just not willing to say no to the things that we know we should in order to have what we want. Okay. What do you think? Big roundabout tangent. That's all right. So what do you think it is that that's stopping us from being able to say no to those things? 
or, or to at least put a limit on those things so we can focus on the other things that we we really do enjoy discipline and i feel expectation we and i'll speak from my own experience i struggle with this because i love feeling valued mitch so if someone messages me and they say hey can we catch up for a coffee or would you be able to help me with this and i know my time's already stretched and overcommitted but i feel like i can add value i'm you know, unfortunately or fortunately i say yes to things and i overcommit a lot and that comes from a need to want to be recognized a need to want to feel valued and i feel by saying no to that saying no to myself and not valuing myself that this person's going to give me something that i already don't have if that makes sense and i feel a lot of us want those things right it comes back to the basic human needs we want love and connection we want recognition we want significance and that's what really drives a lot of the things that we have and for me what i'm working on personally at the moment is like how do i shift shift my perspective with that because when i say no to someone else you know and, and seeking value from those people i'm actually valuing myself because now i've just created some free time to do what i really want to do which could be you know spend time with my wife it could be go for a surf it could be you know work on my business for example yeah absolutely I'm reading a book at the moment uh, by Stephen Bartlett. It's called Happy Sexy Millionaire. Yeah. And and which I like the title because it's like tick, tick, tick for most people, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what draws you in. But then underneath the title, it says surprising truths about fulfillment, love, and success. And that's what we really want. You know, the superficial thing is happy, sexy millionaire. But what we're really looking for is fulfillment, love, and success in, in whatever forms that comes in. And the first couple of chapters he spoke about how so this guy he's 29 or something like that at the moment and he went from being literally the dude who was scrounging for pound coins to pay for dinner you know when he was like in his late teens early 20s to being the ceo of a 200 million dollar valuation company in uh by the time he was 27 or something like that and he said that he felt less excited the day he found out his company was worth $200 million than the day he found a 10 pound note behind like a seat in like a restaurant so he could buy his dinner. Um, And he said that because, because in his mind it was like, I'm If I achieve this level of, of wealth success, then that's where that happiness is going to be for me. And I think on one hand, it is definitely like you've already mentioned yourself. Success is important because firstly, Everyone who who's achieved this particular guy's level of success, even if they're not happy, they still don't give all their money away, do they? So obviously, no, it's, still exactly better, right. it's still better than not having the money, right? <laughs> yeah. It's still better than not having the success. Keep but it, it's yeah. not, yeah, but it's not the whole answer, you know. So, so he, what his kind of realization was, is that despite the fact he'd achieved this level, he was still comparing himself to people even higher than him. Mm. And I think there's. I think the one thing for for those fellas out there that are workaholics that are chasing the dollars or you know just chasing that success status wanting to be better and better that's awesome. However, there is never going to be a point where there's no more work to do and there's never going to be a point where there isn't more wealth and status to gain. So if if your happiness is always attached to the gaining of more wealth and status, well you're never actually going to attack you're going to never actually go into to actually grasp a hold of it because it's always going to be just outside of your reach because there's always going to be more for you to do and and to get 
Um, so for him, it was it was he was playing that comparison game, which we all naturally do. And I think that even with what you said before about okay, well, one option is we could all just move out to the middle of Australia and just start a little commune out there. But even then, there would still be in the tribe, there would still be someone who shows up as the leader and, and there'd be a bit of a hierarchy there. And there'd be people on the bottom of that tribe that would still look at that person and go, fuck, I want to be the leader of this tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we naturally sort of create those pyramids in in our society. Even it's, I, don't, I don't think it's a, uh, you know, a, an unnatural construct. I think we just we just position ourselves that way. Great. So regardless of where you are in that tier, that tier level, it's, it's, a, if you want to be happy with yourself, then that only can come from inside of you. And that's by not, by not focusing so much on the comparison game, but by what you said before, right at the beginning, which was gratitude for what you already do have, you know, big, uh, and I really do think that on the days when you have a shit day, when your business maybe isn't working the way you want it to, or you have a you know an argument with your missus, or you know whatever it is that's on your mind, on those days where it feels like everything's kind of falling apart or not going the way you want it to, one thing I try to come back to is well, you know I I still live in a great place, I still have great friends, I still have I have a pool in, in, in at my house which is amazing, you know I have a, a, a pantry full of food and and all this stuff, uh, and and you know I can. Uh, my life is really great, but because we're focusing 100% of our energy on the 5% of life that's not going right right now, we feel like we're having a crap time and that everything sucks just because of where <laughs> we're focusing. So, you know, I think if if you're if you're experiencing what you were talking about before, Lockie, then perhaps you're just comparing yourself constantly to everyone else instead of focusing on what you do have or or what you have already achieved. Mm. And I think to to add to that, a, a lot of it is moderation because I do believe comparison can be good. Judgment can be good. You know, at the moment in this cancel culture kind of world that we're living in, people are judging people and saying, you can't judge this person. You can't judge that. And for me, judgment is such an important thing because it helps me make decisions around who I want to spend time with, who I don't want to spend time with. So I'm sure she can judge someone based off that. And it, I'm not judging from a place of I'm better than this person or not, but I'm just deciding very intentionally around where I want to spend my time and who I'm going to spend that time with. And so, sorry, going back to that whole moderation point, I think everything in life is moderation. It's It has to be, and you have to be aware of when that moderation is going too far or maybe when you're underdoing things. And that's the beauty of life. And I guess going back to the seasons that I, I spoke about in the beginning, is everything comes and is needed in ebbs and flows. It's not needed 100% of the time, you know, even a Ferrari needs to fuel up. So if we can look at life and comparison, for example, like I compare myself to coaches all the time and sometimes it makes me feel terrible because I'm like, this person's doing an amazing job here. Why have I not thought of that? Or why am I not doing that? But then when I shift my perspective around that comparison, Mitch, I can go, that dude's absolutely killing it. I love what he's done here. I can learn from that. And I think that's what even you and I right now, I'm learning a lot from the way that you interview and I love it. Okay. And I'm comparing myself going, man, Mitch speaks so well. He asks questions. uh, Sorry, he asks questions in a certain way. So I think it's always happening. And it's, if you're finding it's detrimental, 
is it the comparison that we need to remove or is it the perspective that we're viewing it in that needs to change? Mm, absolutely. And that's such a great point, man, because I think that there's absolutely, it's like if you look at you know the simplest thing like diet, for example, you know, you have too much of anything, it's probably going to kill you. You drink too, yep. if you drink too much water in too little time, you'll die. You know what I mean? But then the answer is not to never drink water then, is it? So there's some balance, there's some, there's some, uh, point where we need to make sure we're, we're somewhere in that range um consistently and i think that balance might be different for different people correct I, I often think that the the balance between kicking my ass to do better and being grateful for what i've already got you know it's Definitely. like it's maintaining those two things and if i'm too far one way if i'm too far to being grateful for what i've already got well i feel like lazy and i'm not progressing from too far the other way then perhaps i'm just constantly living in the future and never really achieving that level of gratitude and happiness in the present. How do but, you feel? Can I ask you a question? How do you feel about, say, for example, you know, you're in business, but you're also doing, I'm sure you've got a lot of other things going on in your life, but when you achieve something, how often do you sort of sit in it and go, geez, that's awesome that I achieved that and sort of give yourself praise as opposed to then go, okay, what's next? I think I, so it depends on what it is. Yeah. Some of my, so like, for example, so I, I might just have a personal win that no one else knows about, but for me, it like stays in my head for a couple of weeks and I'm just like, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it can just be one little thing um, or, you know, just one moment that no one else is even aware of. I, I often think some of them are like, I, uh, I've not been for a while, but I've been climbing at Kangaroo Point and oh, yeah it's awesome and i remember at least a few times where i've been up there on a particularly difficult climb and i'll be at a point where i'm like shitting myself and i'm all <laughs> roped up so I'm, I'm not in yeah. any danger but i still don't want to fall and and you know i'm still feeling the fear and i don't want to quit either and i managed to get control of that fear and and stop and stop thinking about oh i'm you know i'm getting tired my hands are hurting uh, I don't know if I can do it and start thinking about what's my next move. And then just the process of switching my mind in that and actually getting through that challenging part and, you know, potentially even reaching the top of that climb, that just that moment of, of getting control of my fear, those, that, that kind of thing would really stick with me. That, that really matters. That's a meaningful thing. Now, if I get a big lump sum of money from a client in my account, I look at my phone, I see the message come through and they go, hell yeah. And then I'm 10 minutes later, I'm, I, it's like, okay, cool. I want that again now. You know what I mean? So I think it's, yeah. I find that the most fulfilling um, times when I have a win is, is often comes from when there was a challenge that I had to overcome. And then I get like a lasting sense of fulfillment. And that doesn't mean there isn't, okay, what's next. But I, I find that lasts a lot longer than when, you know, I get like a nice surprise, which is, which, you know, uh, or, or, you know, a big payday or something like that. Those things yeah. I find are a bit more fleeting, which obviously speaks to the the fact of kind of what we were talking about before about what is true success? How do we really define it? Um, and I, like for myself with Unbreakable Man, like this whole brand just comes from me wanting to be an unbreakable man and, and wanting to be, you know, the, the most put together, confident secure person that i can be and then helping other people do the same thing and, and that's what really matters to me and and i think if i if i become that person and i help another uh, enough other people achieve that then 
you know, the the business success and the wealth will be a product of that work that I've done. But the thing that I think will have the real value will just be myself, you know, and the money can come and go. Um, but I'll always still have have that progress that I've made within myself. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Well, look, I we obviously spoke about the uh the topic that we wanted to discuss and and you know, uh, I think some of the stuff we've already discussed really will tie in nicely with that. But when it comes to developing oneself, like I think it's 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 not something that we're unfortunately taught to do unless you reach out to someone like you or someone like me or another coach who's who's made this a priority in their own life and has started taking those steps. And and you know, there's there's all these quotes around, like we can all have our Instagram feed full of nice quotes and motivating things. But I think, and we I think we agree on this, what what most people really need to do, regardless from where regardless of where they are starting from, is just to analyze themselves a little bit more, analyze the way that they're already thinking, you know, understanding their triggers. And you know, we we obviously spoke about this beforehand, and and the, the best term is that self awareness mm. phrase, right? <clears throat> so, for you, when you think of creating self awareness or becoming more self aware, how has that helped you in your life? So, for me, with the self awareness piece, it's made me realize that I've got so much more control over everything in my life, anyway. Because the moment that many of us become aware that maybe the life that we have isn't what we necessarily want, we can go back and go, well, how did I get here in the first place? And you just mentioned um, a lot of us, we aren't necessarily taught how to create the life that we want or be the person that we want to be. But what we are actually taught is the framework of how to do that. And we've all done it very bloody well. So you think about from a young age, we're influenced by our parents, their friends, then other kids as we go to school, the uh, schooling system, what we're taught, and we're given a group of friends, okay? Those group of friends, we never vetted. We never said, what's their personality traits? We sort of just fit in pockets and we held on to those friends because we didn't learn how to create new friends or we weren't encouraged to make new friends. And as a result of what we're consuming, as a result of who we're hanging out with, as a result of consistently repeating that cycle, we become a certain kind of person and we're told that success is reaching the top of whatever career it is. But even if you're an athlete, you're still an employee. If you're striving to um, be the best lawyer or the best doctor or whatever, you're still majority of the time an employee. And when you're doing that, you're not worried about free thinking. Okay. Meaning you're not worried about what um, problems are going to come up. You're just worried about the next thing to get that next promotion. And when we're not thinking or challenging, sorry, the way that we're thinking, we'll never change. So the framework's there. Does that make sense, Mitch? So what was all, the framework? What was that, sorry? What was the framework? So the, the framework is looking at one, the awareness. Okay, so we don't have the awareness, but people are making us aware of what we think success is. We're being told what success is. Okay, so therefore we have a goal. Okay, and that can be a goal outcome or a goal of who we need to become. We then get the environment in order to create that. So school, 
is what we believe we need to, and obviously I'm not knocking school here. I'm just saying this is the framework. We go to school because we want to learn to read, write, and learn all the other stuff that comes with that. We then learn social, how to integrate with others. That's the people that we're spending time around, which is our environment. And within that environment at school, we don't necessarily choose the environment for what we want, but it's the environment that's going to help us get through school and achieve the outcome of being educated. Okay. So we have, have those things and all we need to do now is go, okay, well, I don't want the goal that I once thought I wanted. I need to change the goal. So the new goal is, for example, for you and I, you've got your business, I've got mine. The goal is to make that as successful as we possibly can by having the impact that we want. Working back, it's like, okay, well, what do I need to learn in order to make that a success, to achieve that goal? What skills do I need to learn? Okay, marketing, sales, systems, processes, coaching, holding space, all of that sort of stuff. You know, there's a whole heap of stuff for you and I specifically there. And then we also go environment. Okay, it can be very isolating starting your own business. Right? There are days where you feel like packing it up. There are days like you feel like you're not uh, making progress. But on the flip side of that, there's, as you mentioned earlier, there's great days where you have a lump of cash coming in or a client has a huge breakthrough and you're like, that's awesome. That's worth it. But what we need to do in that environment one is create a team. We need to create a team of winners. And once again, when we look at what a winning team is, it's for the goal that we want. Okay. Not about what your mate wants, the goal that you want, meaning the people that you're spending the most time around, how are they adding value and how are they going to encourage you and drive you towards that goal? For me personally, I don't like hanging out with people who are complaining and bitching and moaning about things that I don't share any interest in. I'm not saying it's not warranted for them, but it's just not interesting to me. It makes me feel upset. I get frustrated and that's not going to help me perform at my best. So I need to hang around people pretty much like yourself, Mitch, who are running their own business potentially or who are uh, extremely focused on their health and fitness, who are focused on building a great lifestyle and and having incredible relationships with people because by hanging out with them, by being in proximity, okay, it's going to continue to remind me of how I want to show up. It's going to empower me. It's going to encourage me, which is then going to work on this next pillar of obviously continuing to learn the skills, continuing to do what I need to do to become the man that I need to become in order to achieve the goal. And the goal that I mentioned in this example was the business. Does that make sense? Mm. So many of us already whether we're aware or not, have been through this framework before. It's, and you know, you talk about coming to see coaches. We help give people or guide people through those phases from being aware to setting the goals and to filling in the middle. That's all it is. But for someone to say, I've never achieved a goal before, or I've never you know, made progress before, I think they'd need that self-awareness that we started this conversation about to go, well, actually, I have done plenty of things. I've gotten through school. I've you know, managed to learn to tie my shoelaces. We've done so many things that maybe we didn't necessarily choose to do, but hey, that's what we needed to do in order to function in society. Mm. Yeah. Look, I think, I, I agree. I've never even thought about it that way, but it, you know, it's it's someone else's framework, right? Someone else has decided for us that this is what we want these people to do. This is right. what this is what's going to kind of work best within society. And 
and I think that so so because we uh, sort of naturally go through that that the system has been created for us and we naturally are sort of encouraged to go through it I think there's actually a lack of of awareness really because I don't think because I didn't even consider that until you just made me aware of it just with your explanation so I think most people just go well this is it there's nothing else other than this this is all I've known yes but it's only when we step back and go oh no this is just one way of doing things Yes. And it's just that we're exposed to this way so completely that it doesn't look like there's any other options for us. And I think that, you know, the, I don't believe the system is really set up to make sure everyone is, you know, happy, healthy, successful, <laughs> you know, in love, all of those things, all that stuff has to be learned after that. Right. You know what I mean? I think a lot of guys are, yeah, you grow up as a child, you go through primary school, secondary school, maybe you go and do tertiary studies or you go do TAFE and then you get your job, career, blah, 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 blah. And these guys are hitting 30 to 40 or 50 and they're going, something's missing in my life. Like I I've, I thought I did everything I needed to do, but I haven't. And it's because I don't believe that, you know, the system we've got that just takes us all, that we all go through naturally is is really set up to help us achieve though, to achieve our definition of success in those key areas to us, which is why only those those men and women who decide to go outside of the the system that society has sort of created for us and reach out to people like yourself and, and other coaches uh, or even just do their own research actually get to create that awareness themselves of, oh, no, I can think differently. Or, you know, maybe this societal idea of success actually isn't what I'm really looking for. Um, you know, so uh, for guys who are watching this or listening to this right now, Lachlan and I would definitely encourage you to go and do some of that research. Go and and listen to the people who are, who are maybe not just don't just have the money, but actually have the lifestyle and the way of thinking and mm. you know the sense of gratitude that you might want to have in your life. And and what did those people do? What are they doing differently than the the vast majority of people in society today? I think you touched on a very 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 important point there model those who have what you want and don't just look for example at the financial success say i had a coach a few years ago who was extremely overweight had no uh didn't wasn't in a relationship was wildly successful financially and worked with him for about six months but we kept butting heads because he wanted me to sacrifice things that i wasn't willing to compromise on and my health and my relationship with those two main points and through that experience was when i became aware of hey look this guy can teach me everything I want from a business standpoint. However, how he's choosing to go about it is not the right way for me because I'm not prepared to sacrifice my relationship with my wife and my health in order to achieve greater career success. And that was, you know, I guess it ties back into the importance of being very clear and setting boundaries around what success looks like for you and finding the people who have those results and are literally walking their talk, not just saying, hey, I make a heap of money, but they're, you know, wildly overweight, as I just sort of mentioned, find the people that really you aspire to, you know, you would trade places with ultimately. One of the ways that I believe people end up in those situations, you know, and and we'll refer this back to the self-awareness topic, because I do think that that is the, the crux of it for a lot of people, you know, is that, and it's unfortunate, but even just the the skill and the habit of sitting down and and actually genuinely thinking about 
how do I want things to be? Mm. In in because like, I don't even think that perhaps perhaps most people aren't even fully aware of all of those things in their life that they would consider the most important things to them. And okay, if this thing is the most important to me, then is it getting enough of my attention? And is it also getting, you know, is it also progressing in the way that I'd like it to? You know, like I mean, this just goes back to what you said about many dudes who are successful and forget about the marriage or forget about the health. And it's like, you know, I, I think if if we could just give a starting point for anyone who's listening to this right now, it would actually be to seriously get clear on what it is that you want. And that question is is it's not an easy question to answer, even though it's only a a small simple sounding yeah. question it, it could take it could literally be a journey in and of itself to figure out what do you want you know um and because i i work with a lot of men who are in the the middle of their lives and uh and are honestly feeling like i am not living the life that i wanted to live at all you know i i really am not the guy that that i i used to be that i was really proud of um and, you know, I know if my younger self was looking at me today, he wouldn't be very, very excited about his future. So, you know, and I, 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 from my experience working with blokes who are, you know, I'm 28 and I, I work with guys who are 30, 40, 50, you know, double my age in some cases. And this is the first time anyone's ever sat down and asked them to write their goals down. Or even just consider, you know, what is it that you actually, how how do you want your life to look if you could have it anyway? And it's a really confronting experience for a lot of those guys, because even when you ask them that question, they they still hold back so much. Because that question for them, how would you like your life to look, is still kind of, um, is still kind of encased in in the in the restraints of what i'm what i think i'm capable of right now you know what i mean what's practical and it's not that we sh we shouldn't be practical but it's just that you're not even giving yourself the chance to to really answer the question properly then are you because you're already thinking about well i'm already, i'm here now so i'm not going to aim for this or i'm not even going to write this down because i'm just never going to get there you know i'll write down something that's over here it's not that important to me or it's not that big of a deal to me but that's what i could see myself potentially achieving mm. and 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 i i get guys to go through that process and i really hammer it into their heads just forget what's actually possible for you right now i'm not saying it's not important but just for the exercise take that out of the equation if you could have it anyway how would you really like it to look and 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 really answer that question you know don't just say millions of dollars in the bank and this and that because again what what does that even mean why why do you want that you know what i mean like how how do you think that's going to affect your life in a way that's going to make you be happy and and that's a that's a tough question to answer because you're probably going to have to try a bunch of a bunch of stuff to really answer that question well because figuring out what you want is really in my my opinion in my own personal experience it's a feeling more than anything else like you're just going to do stuff until something really clicks and you go i don't really see myself wanting to spend my time any other way mm. you know uh, and i guess it it sort of comes down to the idea of having purpose in your life which is an incredibly difficult thing to to figure out i think because again you have to sort of chase it a little bit and and really look in places where you perhaps weren't expecting to find it sometimes but i had a another podcast guest on and we were speaking about this and the best way i could kind of define how you know when you're living your purpose is if 
you won $100 million in the lottery tomorrow. If your response to that would be to just take that money and invest it in what you're already doing, then you're living your purpose. Then that's that's how I believe that you know. Whereas if you won 100 million bucks in the lottery tomorrow, and then you would the next thing you would do is walk into your boss's office, say, fuck you, see you later, I'm out, then you know you're not living your purpose. And 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 look, obviously not everyone's purpose can be tied in with their profession because that your purpose might just be, I love to paint. Okay, well, yep, that's yep. just something that you love to do. That's your passion, right? Um, but I think that, you know, I, I just don't think most people even are aware of what that is. Um, and I think that that's, if you could be aware of something, that would be an amazing thing to be aware of because it would help guide your, your decisions and actions moving forwards really clearly, you know, and, and you'd know that, you know, things that might have easily distracted you before aren't going to distract you now because you know that, that they are actually taking you away from the thing that is most important to you. Very well said. I think the purpose piece, as you said, it's, you got to chase it. You have to make decisions and it's very easy to not want to make decisions when you don't feel like you have certainty or clarity around what it is that you're actually going to do or why you're going to do it. But at some point you have to try a few things to figure out what's going to be next from you because every decision you make, you gain feedback. And that feedback allows you to then make a decision around what you do like, what you don't like. And the more experiences you have where you can use that feedback, the closer you're going to get to finding purpose or fulfillment or whatever it is that you're chasing within your life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And look, it's a difficult, it is a really difficult question to answer, actually. You, know, you could ask yourself that question for ages and, and still not necessarily feel totally clear on it. Um, and, and, you know, and, you know, you might be, you might think you have your purpose and then you find something else and you go, oh man, that's actually even, even closer to what I really want. Mm. And, uh, for any guys who are perhaps watching this right now and, and who are thinking, okay, well, I just, I just have no idea. And I, I don't even know where to start. I, I honestly think, uh, and you know, this is just my, this is just for, for me. Um, I think I really do think your purpose just needs to start with yourself. At the end of the day, I think it just, well, because you can have any external thing. And if, like we were saying before, if you are just not happy within yourself, it doesn't matter. You know, so if, if you can create great physical health, great mental health, great confidence in yourself, you know, you have that self-awareness where you're able to analyze some of your reactions to things and go, why did I think like that? You know, why did I think like that about that person? Or why did that why is it that that particular comment triggered me so much? Where does that come from? And then every time that you do something like that, it sort of, it shines a light on kind of the next part of yourself that you sort of need to conquer. Like, I don't want to be triggered by these things, or I don't want to feel nervous in this situation anymore. So why is that? Oh, you have a fear of failure or a fear of rejection, Mitch. Okay, cool. Well, then I really need to work on myself so that I don't attach failing in this particular um scenario to me myself becoming a being a failure or feeling like a failure you know and 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 i i know that from my again from my own personal experiences just like i was mentioning about the climbing at kangaroo point like overcoming fear or pushing through those those really mentally challenging moments on the other side of that for me has always been uh, an evolution in myself in some way and 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 as i was saying when i was telling you that story as well those moments are the ones that stick with me for longer and those are the moments that i think back to 
when I have another challenging thing that comes up and it helps me get through that too. And I, I never ever think back to how good it was to buy that new thing or to have that, you know, lump of cash hit the bank account. I, I literally that that never that's never like uh, a resource that I I could go back to and and use to help me in the future. It's always those things that that required me to learn something new about myself that I found the most fulfilling, um, and and sort of give me give me the most kind of direction in my life. I like it, man. I do. It's you make it sound so simple when you think about. The more, and I would imagine that most of the people that are listening to this now have a certain level of awareness and they're listening to this because they want to learn things or they want to gain perspectives or understand other people's experiences with chasing purpose or with creating things in their own life that they can then use to, to improve that. So I think that whole awareness piece, as we've sort of been touching around, it is learning to slow down to start thinking about the experiences that you've personally had and gain feedback from those to work out, you know, more specifically around what it is that you want, what it is that you don't want. Or as you mentioned as well, Mitch, like things, what's frustrating me right now, what put me in this situation? Like, what can I really take control of? It's really looking at this ownership concept where if you're taking ownership and responsibility for everything happening, happening in your life, regardless of whether you did or didn't do it, you've now put yourself in the driver's seat to change that. And when you are in a position to start thinking about how you can change things, you're working towards a solution or a better outcome. And there's no better place to start than from that because then you can start diving into a whole heap of stuff around the triggers, the beliefs, the environment that you're surrounding yourself with, the goals that you may want to have, the lifestyle that you want to create, and you can just keep growing from that point. And for me personally, I journal every day. I spend a lot of time talking to people like yourself, Mitch, who are really self-aware and have done a lot of thinking as well because you know, I might give myself 30 minutes to an hour a day to think and you might do the same. But by us having this conversation, I've just gained two hours because you've done a lot more thinking around certain things that I haven't necessarily. So now I'm learning and can take those lessons away, much like your audience, Mitch, who's sorry who's listening they're getting to listen to two people's perspectives experiences that they can then take away and maybe they're having light bulb moments around i'd never thought of that that way or i'd never even considered that and as a result that awareness now leads them to a point of am i going to accept this you know is this going on in my life am i going to accept this because if i accept this i'm now going to be able to be in the driver's seat to change that Mm. what is kind of one of the most pivotal lessons that you've learned in your life? Communication. When I look at communication, it would be communication with self on one level, communication with others, and then communication with the world around us. So communication with myself, I was never going to achieve anything that I wanted in my life unless I had a a good conversation with myself. And with sport, because I had evidence that I was good at it, you know, through results, et cetera. It was easy to be confident when I was playing football, for example, but every other area I struggled to find evidence around why I was maybe a good person or why I could be successful in other areas. So I would always belittle and downgrade myself and the conversations that I was having was appalling. And then I would carry that same 
communication to other people and what that then looked like was not necessarily the words that I used, but how I said it. So I used to mumble a lot, literally even up until maybe seven years ago, Mitch, I was never confident enough to say what I really meant or to express how I felt because the internal conversation I was having with myself was terrible. And so then it made it even harder for me to express to audiences or, or more people what I really wanted for my life to be my authentic self. So the lesson that I learned was when I got comfortable having those conversations with myself, I was more comfortable to project who I was to other people and also show up as that person in multiple different environments, not just where I was comfortable. So I do tr <clears throat> truly believe for a lot of people that that communication is a, a key thing that they can look to implement once they have the awareness that, hey, every time I say, I don't know, you're just being lazy, right? You're not giving yourself time to think about what the real response is, or you're not being honest with yourself. And I had to do that with a lot of things in my life. Every time I'd say, I don't know, or I don't know how to express how I feel, I challenged myself on that. And it's asking myself questions around, if you were to know how you felt, what would that look like? Or how would that feel? If you were to know the answer to that, what would it be? Until I started coming up with things and then I could start workshopping it. So yeah, the answer to your question there, Mitch, is communication. Mm. Been a game changer. And it's still still growing. You know, I had a vocal coach last year, just just something completely random, but I felt would be helpful. Yeah. That's so spot on, man. And just I think communication with yourself is just that self-awareness, really, isn't it? Because you know, you've if you never recognized that your problem was was because you were putting yourself down all the time, if you never became self-aware of that, then it never would have changed. You know, so only in that self-communication were you able to become a better communicator with other people as well, because you go, okay, well, you know, this was my problem and this is how I got through it. You know, and 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 this might have been why I was afraid to fail or why I was afraid to try. And it helps you when you understand yourself better, you understand other people more, you know, and, and perhaps you even understand other people better than they understand themselves. And and I think that's what really makes someone listen to you, you know, and when it comes again to that communication side <clears throat> of things, if you've done enough work on yourself, then you get to have a conversation with someone where you are accurately describing how they're feeling, perhaps even better than they can describe it. And they go, holy shit, this guy is in my, in my head. Mm. You know, I want to know what he's going to say next. Cause it sounds like he's got some answers for me because he knows exactly how I feel right now, you know? Uh, and so learning to communicate with yourself again, for anyone who's listening to this, it's a, obviously a life changing thing for you because, you know, you get to work on those triggers, work on some of those poor habits that you have within your own head. And, and and use that to solve the problems you have in, in your external reality. And then because you've done that for yourself, you get to help other people do it too. You know, you get to be a better leader in your business. If you're, you know, if you're a coach like us, or in, if you're a management in some management position, or you get to be a better father, you get to be a better partner, you know, because now you can, you can lead your partner. You can understand, okay, well, this is why she's acting this way, or this is why she's saying this. Um, and that doesn't necessarily make it okay but at least when you understand why you might be having a fight then you can respond in a way that's going to be productive and actually help you get the outcome you're looking for instead of just trying to be right that's such a great point man i think if it, it is actually it is 
it, it just feels wrong that there isn't a communication skills class in school. Like it, it feels like we're being set up to fail just based 100%. on the fact that that's not a, a, a reality. 100%. I, I, there's a lot of things as we've sort of touched on as well, like I'm pretty mind blown that we aren't actively taught these zits, you know, from a young age. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, obviously we work with guys who are, who are fathers and, and leaders and stuff. So it's like, okay, well, if we can at least give these skills to the people who are teaching those other people, you know, the best way to sort of live and, and to deal with your problems and to progress and be confident, um, then we can sort of start to impact some, some, some webs of change as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's definitely, and for everyone listening to this, if you feel comfortable and confident to be part of that ripple effect, right? Because you and I, Mitch, are only one one man each, right? So the beautiful thing about a podcast, it can be a resource that people can pass on to those that they feel it's going to be valuable to. Or better yet, if you feel like you're confident and comfortable to sort of step up as a leader in your own environment and sort of be a part of that ripple effect where you are showing people or teaching people other things that are going to better improve their life, then do that. But we do need this sort of ripple effect approach because the statistics lead to just how unhappy and unhealthy we are as a society at the moment. And we need to change that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I got one more question for you, Locke. Who has been the most influential person in helping you become the man that you are today? And if there's a few, you can name a few. I got asked this question a while ago and originally I said myself, <laughs> but I think, having thought about it more afterwards, it's my wife. So she met me when I was going through like the toughest time in my life. And I wasn't a really nice person. Didn't have much going for me. And she was extremely successful in her own career. So the fact that she stood by me, you know, taught me a lot about loyalty. She chased her own dreams and, you know, has been successful in an industry that, one, women generally aren't successful in, but two, in in an in industry that it's very rare to be wildly successful in. So the risks that she took and the sacrifices that she made to do that also inspires me to do that in my own line of work. You know, as you know, Mitch, and I've touched about it on here, it can be like lonely, isolating. You have so many days where you don't feel like you can do it. Um there's always safe options that pop up, but to continue chasing your dream. And we're all doing this for our own, own reason. For me, much like you, I want to create change. I want to create impact, but it also allows me to have the lifestyle that I have, which is important to me. So the way that she's conducted herself has inspired me for ages. And and I think, yeah, once I was asked that a couple of weeks ago, I thought about it a lot more. And if I didn't have her there, I don't think I'd be where I am today for sure. Wow. That's beautiful, man. It's one of the good ones, eh? Yeah, one of the good ones, mate. No, fantastic, mate. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to jump on today and uh, and to, you know spend your time with me and uh, and to share that message with the guys that are listening to this. And uh, for anyone who is listening to this, if you are in the Brisbane area and you know, you've really enjoyed the podcast today, then you should absolutely get in contact with Lachlan. Um, it is Lachlan Stewart on Instagram and on. Is it, I'm assuming it's the man that can project on Instagram as well. Yeah, it's a nice long one. That's all right. Well, t- tell these guys where they can reach you if they wanted to get in touch with you. 
Yeah, so as you said, Instagram is we have the Man That Can Project and my personal one, Lachlan Stewart. But if you just head to the website, themanthatcanproject.com, uh, we have our podcast on there approaching 500 episodes, which is pretty cool. And uh, all the other places you can contact us and blogs and all that sort of stuff. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. But thank you so thank much you, again. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Mitch. It was uh, awesome chatting and you asked some great questions. Yeah, I appreciate your answers, brother, and uh, and your wisdom and insight. All right. Thank you so much, boys. And I look forward to speaking to you again on the next episode. Cheers. Hey, mate, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Unbreakable Man podcast. If you did, it would be absolutely fantastic if you could leave us a five-star review because that's going to help us get our message in front of more men who need to hear it. Now, if you have some feedback for me, I'd love to hear that too. Comment down below. And if you just need some mini doses of Unbreakable Man motivation throughout your week, then you can follow us across all social platforms. On Facebook, it's Unbreakable Man Challenge. On Instagram, it's Unbreakable Man underscore challenge. And on TikTok and YouTube, it's just Unbreakable Man. Your support would be absolutely invaluable. Now, last but not least, do not forget, men aren't born, they're built.